0: Ocean views, small circle, is a chosen fuel I wrote it down and I followed through. I bought a pound and we wrote the fuel I talk but she know it's true. Ocean views, small circle, it's a chosen few. I wrote it down and I followed through. I bought a pound and we wrote the few.
1: I talk but she know it's true. Welcome to the Hiding in a Book podcast, powered by No More Interviews. We're your host, Corey Hackett Green. Kevin Stevenson here. And we are back with episode number 11, and we have a very special guest, one of the finest wow. of them all, Miss 30, under 30, Nicole Tenson on the line with us. How are we doing what's today, Nicole? Up, what's hey, up? hey, hey,
2: hey. I feel like I'm getting. Uh, listen. To I love the energy. Hey, I, 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 I
1: love the energy. <laughs> You already know. We bring high energy every single love episode. Energy. So I, we, we love the energy. We love the
2: Well, hey, I got it all day. All
0: right, I love let's it. get into it
1: then.
2: Uh, what, I, so, like, I don't get tired. That's what Kevin Gates said, right?
1: I hear you. Okay. I great. hear you. I love it. So, as all of our listeners know, we love to provide you with the financial freedom tip of the day. And Miss Nicole, she is representing one of the lovely lady movers and shakers of this month. So we would love for her to share a financial freedom tip of the day for you guys. Nicole, what you got for us today?
2: Take all opportunities. So if you're in college, you see an internship opportunity, your professors telling you about an opportunity, take advantage of everything. Um, I think that when I think about financial freedom, I think about people who take risks. So very similar to what Nipsey Hustle. uh Preaches about through his music, as you all just heard, it's it's the same thing. Just take risks, take advantage of all opportunities and just follow your passion.
1: See, I love anytime anybody (laughs) references Nipsey Hussle, I get excited. So I don't know. She brought a whole lot of energy, but I might top that because I just started thinking about the song dedication where he said, ain't no point in playing defense. And she she brought the heat automatically. So I love to hear. I can't I wait it to here.
0: get more into it later on. Like I, I got already got some questions in mind. So we we don't do what it do.
1: And of course, we hope you all have checked out the last podcast. Episode number 10, The World Is Yours with Miss Misha. She was one of our lady movers and shakers Woo-hoo. for this month, just talking about traveling. Um and her starting her own business. So we're super excited about that. And of course, we discussed manifestation and the power of affirming the life that you want to live so definitely make sure you check that out tons of awesome travel tips uh regards to locations that you can travel the type of credit cards that you want to travel with and everywhere you should be visiting the next summer very of 2020
0: very informative like i, yes, I think just so make
1: sure we check that out
0: seeing someone from spain you know and being able to be on a, the podcast was just, like you know it was different for us and then like she dropped so many gems on there you guys gotta like, check that out <laughs>
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, Kev, we know you're always moving and shaking, bro. What's been going on <laughs> the last two weeks for you, players?
0: Last two weeks, I just like to focus on the last week. Um, I went to my brother's football game in Philadelphia, Army-Navy game. Um, everybody calls it the America's game because it's, you know, the rivalry between Army and Navy. Um, that, that, was just, like, that was just a family event. You know, you got to take time for family at all times because, you know, those days – you know, you just want to cherish them as much as possible. And um, recently, I just did it. We went to an event, Corey and I, with no more interviews, to a um, a holiday party. And then one of the big things that the takeaways from that was just meeting new people. Like when you're in a new environment, you just want to be able to just like take like take that risk and be like, "Yo, this is me." Like, like the conversation just says, like, "Hey, you know, what brings you here?" And like I just love that meeting new people aspect of like traveling and just being in a place where you you know you haven't gone. So that was, those those like my two highlights from the past uh, week. And I'm just ready to prep for the you know the next year. Um, this means writing down in my journal is like just really just getting my mind right for the new year. So that's what's popping with me. What about you, Mister Core?
1: I'm right there with you with the prepping for New Year. I'm actually working with our sister, Danielle Jeffers, dope for degrees in the house. I'm working on finishing my scheduling intentions for the rest of this month and also my life intentions. So just getting real in-depth in regards to what I want to accomplish over my lifetime. Uh, like Kev said, we did attend in a Demari Seville holiday event party, which was awesome. Shout out to everybody at Damari Seville, Malcolm Jenkins, Daryl, Alyssa, the whole crew over there. Um, I think the biggest thing that I gained from that was just exposure. And I think this year has been full of exposure and just experiencing different things and being able to understand that the life that I visualized, you know, years ago is becoming the new norm for us. So being able to attend that kind of event was super dope. Um, I'm finishing two books, Understanding the Purpose and Power of Men and Understanding the Purpose and Power of Women. Uh, The next chapter for Understanding the Purpose and Power of Women is 31 pages, so I'm not sure when I'll start that but it's going to take a whole lot of time to be breaking that down, because women and communication are a thing.
2: What what kind of thing?
1: 31 pages of a thing. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm I'm super excited to get into that, because I'm just genuinely curious, because I think just with working with women and also just relationships in general, I think it's important to understand the purpose of not only your sex, but the opposite sex as well. And Tomorrow morning, I'm headed out to Miami. Quick photo shoot, chilling out for the day. Super excited for that. And just working on some uh content for other brands as well. So a little bit of everything going on. And Nicole, listen, we see the Instagram stories every day. You grinding. Uh, you're never you're never not doing anything. So so tell us what you got going on.
2: Well, I'm like coming off of like this little kind of high from Being on Forbes thirty under thirty, when I feel like shocked about that, I'm like shocked, and I'm pretty sure we'll get into like the power of manifestation at some point. Um, but yeah, like that's been a thing. Like one of my friends called me today and was like, "Okay, Nicole, you need to get back to work." And I like, I know, I know, but. It's just been it's been a whirlwind. Um, so I was in New York last week for the launch party. This week, the actual magazines will be hitting the stand. So Ooh. I'm like, ah, I'm I'm really really excited. I might be that extra out person that signs all the magazines that I see. Um,
0: As you should. So
2: I'm not going to do that for real, but it's 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 exciting. Um, and then also I'm moving. To the best coast to LA uh at the top of the year. So just oh, give wow. a year for that.
1: Congratulations. You got it going. You listen, I gotta get my Martin impression on you. Go, girl. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey that now, congratulations. Like, again, thank I mean you. we see it. That, that's I mean it's big and it's inspiring even for my end. Like,
1: Absolutely.
2: Thank you.
1: We love we love to see the black queens doing big things. Thank
2: you. Thank you.
1: We don't get into it, though.
0: Definitely definitely touching on that.
1: Definitely touching on manifestation. You came to the right place today. No, but And, of course, we are thankful for each and everybody who has continued to support us. Man, I'm telling you right now, getting those text messages about the T-shirts and the Instagram stories of people tagging us, it is a beautiful, beautiful feeling. So, shout out to everybody that copped up. And if you didn't... We're going to figure something uh, out. But we did a whole lot of advertising for y'all not to be, you know, getting them on the first one. But we'll get hey,
0: Corey, we don't, we don't work with them. We got to do another drop, you know, some Absolutely. type of January-ish. But for everyone that keep hitting me, I need a T-shirt. When You kind of already saw the ads. already. I I, I, hey, I, hey, I, hey, we got you. You know, we, we don't get your contact information after this. Hey, look, we taking orders, pre-orders, all that.
1: And we absolutely
0: and we might we might be dropping a hoodie just for like the last little bit of like January, February. So, you know, you know, your cuddle season, you know, you make sure, you know, you go into the spring season, you wear that little hoodie. We got y'all with the no more interviews hoodie. Always, always we appreciate the support, the shares, the reviews, the subscribes, you know, every every mention on Twitter and Instagram, you know, that's another person for them to, you know, be inspired from this podcast and even just, you know, reach out and you know that's that's just lovely for Martin. So we love to see it.
1: Absolutely, big time. So let's turn the spotlights on. She ready? Nicole, it's time. Let's... We need to know who are you.
2: <laughs> Every time I hear that question, Mulan is my favorite movie, and Mushu says, "Who am I?" who am I is the funniest thing and I always think about that and I want to respond that way um but seriously um my name is Nicole um I'm the founder and CEO of HBCU 20 by 20 um I'm just grateful for life I'm grateful that I get to wake up every morning and just walk in my purpose um my favorite color is pink I like long walks on the beach um
1: all right, now
2: I think that's no more I interviews.
1: The Tinder version. <laughs> Go ahead.
2: <laughs> that's, that's all I got. You know, and that's funny because I think I okay. I had a Tinder for like two seconds, um, and I was like, no. But in my in my little Tinder bio, I did put that I like long walks on the beach. I watch cartoons on Saturday mornings with cereal, and I like tacos because I'm from LA, so.
1: Favorite kind of cereal? Let's hear. it. Oh,
2: easy, Captain Crunch.
1: I heard you, yes, ma'am. With the,
2: with the berries,
1: huh? Okay. With
2: the berries. <laughs> <laughs> that's alright.
1: Yeah. See, I don't know anything about that. I go to Walmart and I get the store brand. I like the doggy bags of cereal. Oh, um, that's just that's just the college hustle in me
2: though. Uh, I hear <laughs> you. Uh, I don't know that. that
1: you don't, listen, Nicole. You don't know nothing about all that extra sugar at the bottom. I know. I know. <laughs> hey,
0: the, the last bowl of cereals, where's that?
2: <laughs>
0: you get the crumbs and the sugar. <laughs> no, I don't
2: want no crumbs in my 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 crumbs, my, my cereal bowl. Oh, but you know what's man. funny because I always tell people like in college, I apply for as many scholarships as possible because I saw that as like it literally is free money. And mm-hmm. The more you would apply for it and you get it, you get that one good uh, personal statement or that one good essay that you can use. So you recycle the essay Mm -hmm. and you just get as (laughs) much money as possible. It was like it wasn't until I like got into like my sophomore year and I was like heading.
0: Sophomore year of what college?
2: um, Of undergrad.
0: Of what what college?
2: So, yeah, I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is a real hustle. So I just started applying for everything. And at that point, I figured out how to pay for school and walk away with a nice refund check every single semester. And, you know, like Mm-mm-mm. it it was it came in handy. It wasn't like they asked for the money back or what is it going for. So I was able to pay for everything, my books. Uh, I used to take trips. So I was like that one, one person that wanted to be everywhere. So... Yeah, it became a hustle. I'm from the hood, so it's making smart hustles.
1: Okay, take us back. Go. What hood are you from? What hood are you from? Uh-uh,
2: don't do that. I'm from South Central Los Angeles.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Everybody
2: duck. <laughs>
0: hey, I I want to ask, like, how how was that, like, growing up, you know, and, like, kind of to, like, like, midway, like, where it, like, kind of, you know, clicked in your head. It was like, wow, we're, you know this is where I'm from, but, you know, this is where I'm trying to go.
2: Um, I'll take you back to when I was seven years old. Um, At seven was the first time I ever heard my mom cry. Um, And it was, like, late at night, and it was, like, the loudest cry I had ever heard in my life. And I was like, I didn't know what was wrong, but my older brother was killed in a drive-by shooting. And... Mm. I think that my mom spent so much time, like, trying to figure out how to, like, shelter us and keep us away from, like, the realities of the world, Um, but I think that, like, once I realized, like, gun violence was an actual thing, um, it it almost led me to become, like, really proactive, so I joined the Mm -hmm. NAACP Youth Council, and, like, it made me realize that I've I was telling someone this recently, I've always had that kind of like advocate, advocacy and like activism and organizer kind of like spirit to me. Um, And I Mm -hmm. think that like just my brother's death uh, kind of like opened my eyes at a young age. And then when I was fully able to process it, um, it just kind of like impacted me to just be proactive. So I think like when I think about like my L.A. experience, like sure, it's filled uh, with like the violence that exists in many urban communities. But um, it, it just taught me a lot. It, it, it taught me a lot. Um, L.A. is just it's diverse, you know, um, and it, it, it's laid back. It's chill. It's not like fast uh, pace like New York. Um, but I think just growing up in uh, South Central Los Angeles made me who I am.
1: Mm-hmm. So I have a question in regards to that, because <clears throat> I know we all have different family issues, different things in the, of that nature. But what kind of allowed you to, I guess, take the initiative to continue to find a way to develop your neighborhood or those around you? Because I know some people go through certain situations and, you know, their life goes through a complete 180. They don't know what they, they don't know what to do. Don't know where to find themselves. Different things like that. So, what allowed you to take, you know, a dark time in your life to turn around and make the best out of it?
2: Um. So I grew up in church. So I grew up at First Day. I mean, uh, church in Los Angeles, and mm-hmm. the model of the church is first to serve, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and. That was something that my mom instilled in us, like the importance of like giving back, of serving others, of like living a life bigger than yours. So it's something that's been ingrained in us. We saw it at the church and then it was like lessons that my mom uh, taught us. So for me, like, you know, it just it, it's honestly just like nature. Like it's not anything that's like force um, or or taught in a sense, it just is the right thing to do and really just guides my moral compass. Mm-hmm. So.
1: That's beautiful. Yeah. And I think it's just like, it is just lovely to hear people growing up in church, mm-hmm. but leaving with that attitude of serving. And I think that's something that, you know, Jesus definitely did and led by a great example by giving his life first and foremost, but just to hear people you know, grow up in an attitude of service in a world that is so much, you know, take, 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 to be able to have that instilled in you from an early age and continue to develop that from, you know, from being young to where you are now and being able to serve the country to where you are is just phenomenal. So I, I salute you well,
2: big time for thank that. Thank you. I think that, you know, uh, I know in many Black families, the church is like a cornerstone, Um, but Um, very much to your point, just thinking like, you know, we're in Advent season right now, Christmas is around the corner, but, um, just thinking about just the story of Jesus and like what he was able to accomplish when he's on earth. Or when I think about the story of the Good Samaritan, so you all go ahead and check that story out in the Bible, but, you know, just the importance of not passing people by and genuinely like. Uh, wanting to empathize and and see a better world is something you know I, I I find a lot of joy in like it's literally serving God's people on Earth uh, mm-hmm. through what He's planned for you. So how
0: how do you see that with like kind of like how you grew up to like your business now and you know give a uh, description of your business and, and what you do, but like how does that your your, your upbringing you know. In relation relationship to your uh, your your business,
2: absolutely. Um. So, in everything I do, I approach it with how can I make this more of an equitable X, Y, and Z. So, how can I make this a more equitable work environment? You know, like what does it look like to have more Black people in positions at different companies? What does mm-hmm. it look like for more Black people to have the same kind of access to opportunities as students at Yale and Harvard and Princeton? Um, so I think that in a society that is like filled with like nepotism, so like this concept of people putting their own people on. Uh, mm-hmm. How I thought about like how can I disrupt what's the norm and introduce introduce something different uh, that really again allows companies to become more diverse while really providing our people with like what they need. So um, I created HBCU twenty by twenty two years ago, so September of twenty seventeen. Just um, based off of like my experience, I attended Dillard University, which is an HBCU in New Orleans, um, and thereafter went to Yale for graduate school. And while I was at Yale, I saw the ways that companies came to recruit for different opportunities. And then I remembered my experience at Dillard and you know, not that many companies come to right. recruit. It, and it was something that bothered me. Um, and as I began having more conversations with like, friends and classmates and colleagues, Um, I realized that they struggled in finding opportunities in their career pathways or in their fields. So I just sat down one day and said like, what does it look like to bridge that gap? Like between all of these dope talented people looking for opportunities and then the companies that are quote unquote, looking for them. Um, And HBCU 20 by 20 was born and like, you know, that also just connects back to my upbringing, um, as well. Like, you know, we're taught not to complain about things, but to create solutions. And that's what HBCU 20 by 20 is, is to me like, you know, it's that opportunity to not complain, but to create a solution uh, that really works to provide a group of people that kind of been marginalized and like, push to the edges
1: with the same access to opportunity as everyone else. That is just, I just had to pause every time you finish speaking, because it's just, it's beautiful to not only hear your your genuine desire to serve, but also the pursuit of purpose and how everything that you do ties back to serving. So can you kind of elaborate in regards to HBCU 20 by 20 and how, you were able to cultivate your purpose and develop that company, because I know that's something that a lot of people tend to struggle with. It's first and foremost, discovering their purpose, but then walking in it. Right, And you're doing both of those things. And I think you should just you got to enlighten the people on on how to do that and what it takes to be able to do that.
2: Certainly. Um, So if you have already found your purpose, like if you're listening to this, like kudos to you, that's literally 90% of the battle. Um, And for those of you who are trying to figure it out, um, when we used to host workshops for youth at like middle schools and high schools, we would ask them, you know, if you could do anything for free in the world, what would it be, you know? (laughs)
1: Wait, wait, wait. Can, you, it, say,
0: can you say that again? I love it. That <laughs> I, I, no, that's perfect.
2: Yeah, like um think, you know, if you could do anything for free, what would it be? Um, and I think that like when you're able to answer that, um, it helps you like really find your, your purpose. So when I hear mm-hmm. you say, like, you know. I would help people, like, you know, it pushes us to ask, how would you help people? Would you help people, like, if they, like, hurt themselves, so would you be a doctor? Would you help people if they needed a ride somewhere? Would you help people, like, you know, by being, like, an actual pilot? You know, and I think that when you're able to, like, help people figure out those kind of, like, answers to questions like that, it helps them go, oh, wow, that's something I actually really want to right. do i actually want to do and from there you say okay well let's make a career pathway out of it right. like well, what steps do you need to take to get there And it's the same thing with business whatever your passion is you once you know that that's why i say it's 90 90 percent honestly 95 and i almost give it 99 but anyways once you know like your purpose and your passion it makes it a whole lot easier right. for you to literally develop your own protocol on how you'll get there or how you'll be effective at like what you're trying to do and that, I, yeah my,
0: that's that. perfect that was like I was I was I was reiterating that that was just the perfect explanation to like you know one of the best explanations to like finding is, like that description because like people's like you know how do you how did I get in the position I was in I was like I could do photography for free like if I didn't have to pay bills, if I didn't have to pay for food to eat, like I would do photography for free, and like you know, it just stemmed to me growing my own company. In that sense, it's like if you could do that thing for that your, whatever it is for free, like hey, somebody was like, hey, I want to paint, you know? Then it's like okay, you know, there's so many different avenues you can make a business model out of your passion or out of your purpose. So I was just reiterating what you what you were saying.
1: And I like the way that you broke it down as well, because I think people tend to overthink what their purpose is. And just by asking those two questions alone, it allows you to kind of just scale back and take your time from step A to step B and then be able to find out everything else in between. But I think just going back to, you know, what what is the activity that you can do for free but enjoy for your whole entire life is a very, very important question that people need to ask themselves because you know, discovering your purpose is, is very important, not only to you, but to the people that are surrounded by you. Like, you never know whose life you're impacting by following or not following your purpose. And that's a very, very powerful thing to definitely resonate on, you know, especially as the new year is approaching with everybody, you know, shifting their goals or trying to make plans for the new year. You know, asking those questions of yourselves are very, very key. Now, I know, Nicole, you have been here, there, and everywhere. You're in Atlanta now, leaving out to L.A., what led you to L.A.? Excuse me. What led you to Atlanta? Excuse me. Huh.
2: I wanted, like, a new place to be in. And Atlanta was always one of, like, my favorite cities. So, just for context, mm-hmm. I have lived in L.A., I'm L.A., New Orleans, D.C., New Haven, Connecticut, Chicago, um, and Atlanta is, like, where I am now, but it was just always a city I've wanted to be in. I secretly have, like, a real passion for music as well, so I'm trying to decide in 2020 if, like, dropping a record label would be a dope idea.
1: That's um,
2: Yeah, it's it's something I, I really want to do, um, but I thought about it, like, if I had a record label, I wanted to be from L.A., so it, you know, I could be like, yeah, we cousins to TDE, and... and right. yeah, So... Um, but um, seriously I just wanted like a new place to be in my mom passed last year um, and I got a divorce last year Uh, so it was just like you know okay I want to be in a new city now like you know and try something that I've always wanted to do so
1: Mm -hmm. well you're making it happen girl I will say that everything that you said we are watching it from afar (laughs) And we're gonna have to watch it from even more afar. <laughs> we haven't we haven't made our Atlanta trip, but listen, we will we will make it out to LA for sure. I can guarantee that.
0: Nah, 2020 for sure. Like, I mean I I I mean I'm a fan of your of you because like, you know, everyone doesn't know you know your story and just how you know everyone doesn't know everything about my story, but like you know, being able to like you know go through those challenges in your life is like really, really you know admirable and like you know I'm I'm proud of you for even you know just you know pushing through you know because I know there there's been there's probably points in your life where it's like yo this you know I don't feel like doing this no more or you know I I don't you know there's things that you could you could have just done differently you know.
2: No, absolutely. Um, I think that uh, life is life. Will present its challenges. It's just a matter of how you decide. Like you know, so what you decide you want to do with those challenges, or how you want to go about them. Uh, some people will drown themselves like completely. Like they'll immerse themselves completely in work. Um, some people cry about it. Some people do drugs to get away from it. Um, so I think that life is just a big part of it is just saying like, you know, here's where I am. How am I going to like fight through this?
1: So. so how do you tend to find that, that balance that you have? Cause it seems like you're so even killed throughout your whole entire life that, you know, even though things have happened, positives, negatives, and in between that you continue to find that balance in, in regards to execution. So, what has allowed you, or what techniques have you practiced to be able to continue to press on?
2: Um, one understanding, like you know, everything that happens uh, happens for a reason and can later be your testimony to empower other people who may be in like a similar situation. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that like I've been like one to champion like issues, um, especially issues that have directly impacted me. So. Um, Whether it's gun violence, like, you know, sexual assault, uh, unemployment, diversity, just like diversity work in general, it's just things that I understand the importance of and things uh, that I champion. So I think that that's um, a huge piece of it.
1: And it seems like everything that you do, that kind of has some sort of tie to you, and I think it's just... It's really dope to hear you pursue everything that, that, is, that you're passionate about and purposeful about. And is there anything in particular that, I guess, kind of helped guide you towards pursuing things like that? Because I know a lot of people kind of just go through the motions, but it seems like everything that you do is done with intention.
2: No, yes. it's There's an interlude on Solonda's latest al- album where she says, like, you know, do everything with intention. Um, and I think that that's just something that I have always understood the importance of. Um, so if there's something like I'm working on, if there's like an issue I'm trying to solve, um, I'm very intentional about the things that I say, uh, the, the people I connect with, uh, whether it's like from an organizational standpoint um, or just a personal standpoint, I just, really just step back and think about how can I be effective in this? Um, and I think that oftentimes, well, I wanna say oftentimes, but what we see sometimes is like people just doing things just to do things. Um, mm. And I just understand the importance of efficiency and, and really working hard to add value. Um, and I think that that's something I think about all the time is how am I adding value to the world? how is what I'm doing making a difference or connecting with more people or working to connect other people to more people? Um, all of that just stems from me just being in intentional.
0: And I think I think it also goes hand in hand with like just purpose. Like, when you find that purpose and that's kind of like, that's your end goal is trying to fulfill your purpose, which is like, you know, purpose can be so broad, but the thing is like, hey, You know, everything I do, like you said, is intentional to, like, that purpose or, like, you know, how I want, you know, to, you know, better myself. But I think that this goes back to -to hand-in-hand for purpose.
1: Absolutely. And one thing that I've also, excuse me, noticed about you, Nicole, is that, like, you seem to follow a particular routine. Um, cause I know I'm an early riser and (laughs) if I go on, on my Instagram story, you're already in the gym. I'm like, hold on, hold on, on, on." (laughs) like I'm supposed to be getting up earlier than everybody here and you're already in there getting it in. So can you talk about, I guess your daily routine? And I know that kind of ties back into intention, but how that, that routine and everything that you do kind of just. I guess, allows you to flow through the rest of the day in the way that you do. And then also after that, um, just noticing, like I said, we always watching, like Kevin and I saw you hit New York one night and mm-hmm. then go back to Atlanta the very next day. And we're like, did she, did she like celebrate or like, like why is she still moving? So can you just talk about, I guess, kind of your routine, your daily schedule and how intentional you are in regards to uh, your just every single day life.
2: Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, I can I can run through my morning routine. I wake up every morning between 4.30 and 4.45. By the way, I don't alarm, like, have an alarm or anything. It's just, like, natural. So I just wake up at that time every morning. Um, I listen to a little gospel music. Um, and I meditate. Mm-hmm. Um, then from there, I stretch, put on my gym clothes, um, drink some water right until 5.15, um, and then like put on like my shoes, listen to some music. So I try not to put like my speaker. I have like this really, really big speaker system um, that's really loud that I enjoy, but I don't do it at 5 o'clock in the morning. Uh, so I'll like put on my headphones, I'll have like this a playlist called AM uh, Hustle and Motivate. Love it. Every single morning, I do listen to Hustle and Motivate. Um, And then from there, I go to the gym by 5.30. I'm in the gym. I stay in there for like an hour and a half, get out, walk my dog, take a shower, drink some tea, maybe eat breakfast. Um, And then I always take my, I have a a planner uh, that out my whole entire day by the hour and then also put like the to do things that are like priority for me so I do that every single morning uh, and then I jot down what I'm grateful for and then I just dive into my day based off of like what I put for each hour until it's time for me to go to bed
1: goodness gracious
0: can can I I ask how how big is that (laughs) Can I ask how big is that, that motivation, uh, I said motivation, meditation piece is for you? Because I feel like some people just don't, some people don't find the time to slow down. I feel like meditation is one of those points where, like, it just allows you to slow down and just, like, you know, reflect,
1: think, and all that. And the gratitude, please. The gratitude, please. yes. Both of those. Um,
2: I think that um, it's so, I okay, I'll I'll say this. I've always known about, like, yoga. So I grew up dancing, so I'm trained in ballet, modern jazz. Um, mm-hmm. And early in the mornings, my mom would wake me up because there was, like, this show I used to, like, on oxygen called uh, Exhale, where you do yoga. So I would do yoga every single morning uh, for an hour. Um, and that was kind of, like, my introduction into kind of, like, meditation. Um, but then, like, you, you all mentioned, like, You just start thinking, like, you know, like, you don't have time for that anymore. Um, And it wasn't until I went to um, a class. Russell Simmons has or had a yoga studio um, in Hollywood. And my friends and I were like, "Okay, well, let's just go. Um, And we went and I thought, like, he was going to teach a yoga class, but he made us sit there for an hour, like in silence, like we had to lay down, put these blocks next to us and like had to be quiet. And like, he would remind us to stop thinking about whatever we're thinking about and just focus on like your happiness, your peace, uh, creating like calmness and tranquility in your life. And for me, I'm like busybody. like, you know, an hour mm-hmm. in silence is like the hardest thing. Like I probably talk in my sleep and don't know it. Um, like, <laughs> so it was hard, but once I was done, I was like, wow, like that was the best feeling ever. And I was like, and he was like, he told, like told us like, if y'all can't like, you know, take some time out of your day to just to like be at peace with yourself, like you're only entering into like chaos for the rest of the day. Um, so that's why like, you know, like between the gospel music and, uh, meditation it, it's it's key like if I don't do that, I know like if I don't meditate in the morning, the rest of my day kind of does feel like it's all over the place instead of me really again being intentional about every second of the day
1: mm-hmm.
2: So I know that was but- probably a lot.
1: Nah, I
0: mean, I, I think I nah. think it's one of the things that we talked about earlier, like, just mindset. And, like, I know that's a whole other conversation, but, like, that mindset going into your day, going into your week, you know, going into different relationships. Like, that mindset, I think meditation is a part of that. And it's able to, you know, get your whole mind together, your thoughts together, your intentions together. Like, you, you meditate and then you go out and then, you know, the first person you see out the door is somebody that's mean to you. You like you know what God bless you know God bless have a good day you know like you know because you know I have my med- my meditation you know already so it's like yo you're not gonna mess up my day but like if I woke up in a bad mood and like I didn't get the you know I was brushing I didn't get to do my routine like then you know the I might I might clap back and be like yo like you know like <laughs> it's just like you know you know then that person messed up my day so I, that's how I feel about meditation and that that mindset thing.
1: Yeah, I think that's very key. And it's also just becoming aware of the energy that you put out into the world. And I think it just goes back to the intention piece and being able to be disciplined in regards to your schedule and making sure that you're arranging the proper amount of time to fill your cup first, because a lot of people find themselves rushing or, you know, going through different things. But like, if you follow some sort of schedule or some sort of level of intention and just plan things out and allow yourself to get whatever you need in order to be the best you can possibly be in this world. I promise it will change every single day of your life and the lives of those around you because it has too many mean people out here. We got to sit around for an hour too, Nicole. So next time you have a yoga, a yoga class, please send a link.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. And also I think that like, like just an important piece to add is like, the importance of adaptability, you know, like mm-hmm. sometimes like you can like have like your day planned out and know exactly what you want to do. And like, things can change. Um, right. And like, you know, I was just telling uh, my niece about this, but when I went to the Forbes launch event in New York, my flight was delayed and I'm like, you know, I-, I gotta be beat. You know, I gotta, like my face gotta look right. Like, you know, I can't completely correct when I went to the event Um. And I was a like you know, I was like, uh oh, like this life being delayed means I can't go get my makeup done um in New York. That's what beat means. I don't know if y'all I didn't even provide that content.
0: Now, nah, we, we got you. I understand. Come
1: on.
2: Listen, this this
1: podcast, this podcast is all
2: culture. Okay, <laughs> I'm following. Yeah
1: she said it was beat to the guy,
2: right?
0: Eyebrows <laughs> on flee.
2: I'm sorry sometimes I can be a little bit of a a diva but um yeah I was like I'm not gonna make my appointment in New York and I'm like hold on wait a minute they said the flight is delayed by an hour and 15 minutes I'm in Atlanta's airport there were two Macs here I can try and go there and like you know just being able to change like a lot of people would have been like worried like oh man I'm not gonna make my appointment like you know I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, well, like, you know, if, if plan A doesn't work out, what's plan B? And if you don't mm-hmm. have a plan B planned out, how quickly can you create one? I um, mean, I think that mm-hmm. I have found like a lot of success just with that mindset in life, but also applying that to business, you know, like things aren't always going to be perfect, but how are you willing to adapt uh, to the situation? And are you going to conquer the situation? Or are you going to let the situation like you know defeat you. Um so I think I think about that a lot as well. Just what's next? What's the what's the alternative when things aren't going the way that you expect them to? hmm
1: Yeah that's amazing. Just always being able to stay on your toes. And like you said, that just goes back to adaptability and that's very, very key. So I have a quick question for you just to kind of switch the flow of things. If you weren't Involved in HBCU 20 by 20, what would you be doing? And was there any alternative route for you?
2: Oh, if you would have caught me four years ago and asked that question, you couldn't tell me that I wasn't going to be the first African-American woman speaker of the house. So like my, my dream was to be like, What Nancy Pelosi is now you know Mm -mm. and I think that for me I think about like what power means what power being distributed equally means what it Mm -hmm. means to ensure that we have like fair policies in place that protect and serve all people especially like you know we pay taxes so we deserve that um so I always just thought like you know how can I like on a national scale impact policy so I'd probably at this point either be so inspired by AOC and decide to run for office, or I'll probably be like someone's like chief of staff or deputy director, just on my way towards that goal. So, uh, okay, yeah,
1: I like it. I like it. I like it. Now, one other thing that you did mention earlier was manifestation, and. It seemed like you were ready to get into that. Now, I know that you said that as kind of part of your practice with meditation and everything. So is there anything that you have manifested and things that you're looking forward to manifesting in the next year and beyond?
2: Okay. This is one of my favorite manifestation stories. And I want... Okay, when I tell tell you all this story, you're going to believe in the power of manifestation too. Um, So... I was, in my junior year of college at Dillard, um, I ran for senior class president, uh, unopposed, not enough people voted or people voted like opposite candidates. So I had a runoff like election with myself, which was really, really weird, but whatever. Um, And I like asked, like, you know, I, I'm, I believe in the importance of like hearing as many opinions as possible. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, like, before we head into senior year, one of, like, my goals is to ensure that um, we have the best commencement speaker Diller University has ever had. Um, and I already knew in my mind who I wanted to be the commencement speaker, Michelle Obama, um, but I posed the question and got all kinds of answers. Um, and I posted this, like, in a Facebook group, and it's funny because I found this, like, post, like, recently, Um So I posted that question, people responded, and then I woke up at like 4.38 the next morning um, and was like, hey, y'all, like, I had a dream that Michelle Obama was our commencement speaker. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people were just like, whatever. Um, So I was just like, okay, well, I need to figure this out. And I was like, maybe I should reach out to Barack Obama since a lot of people were interested in like having him. So sent the letter the first time it got rejected. The second time, uh, the university sent the letter, they said no. And I sent one more letter and he said no. And at that point we were a month away from commencement and we didn't have a graduation speaker. So then like, you know, it's like, okay, Nicole didn't do our job. She didn't find like a good person, blah, blah, blah. And we were going to have Don Lemon be our commencement speaker because, uh, the university president, uh, he and I are really cool by the way. He's, I consider him like a godfather, but, uh, hey, Dr. Kimbrough, cause I'm pretty sure he'll listen to this. Um, but he was like, okay, we have Don Lemon. So I was like, nah, that ain't going to work. So I like wrote <laughs> a letter to Michelle Obama, asking her to be our commencement speaker after um, I got the third rejection from Barack Obama. And in it, I talked about how I was from South central Los Angeles I was told college wasn't for me, um, and uh, how I was going to Yale for graduate school, but had been accepted into different programs at different institutions, and how I just wanted her to come be my committee speaker. Um, and she, her office reached out to Dr. Kimbrough and said, hey, we received a letter from someone named Nicole, and the first lady wants to know if it's okay for her to come speak. And he was like, is it okay? Um, but yeah, like maybe three weeks before our commencement, uh, is when we were, like, we found out Michelle Obama was going to be our commencement speaker. Um, and it was just like the craziest thing because like in my dream, I remember taking a selfie with her. Um, and I took my selfie with her, like, you know, and like, you know, that was like a big thing. She said it was the first time she had ever taken a selfie at a a graduation. Um, but it was just one of those moments where like manifestation, like work. Um, mm-hmm. and I can, like I said, I can go on for like days. Cause all my friends are like, you have a gift. And I'm like, nah, I just believe in God. Like, you know, and, and like have like that much faith in whatever I put my mind to. Um, and I think that when you approach life that way, um, it allows whatever you have in mind to come true. So people laugh at me because one of my goals is to own an Island by 35, just, to have, like, our own Wakanda-like place. And, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I speak that. I I know what it looks like in my head, so I have no doubt that I will have, like, that island that's like Wakanda. I might even call it Wakanda. Um, But just, like, you know, resources for us to go and and feel, like, you know, in a utopia, free of, like, police Mm -hmm. harassing us and all of the trauma that we deal with here. But just a place where we can go and be happy, so... Uh, manifest things And hopefully to y'all listening One day you'll come visit My Wakanda Island Whenever that happens
1: Shoot oh, listen, Let me know We're already going to be there Let me know We're already going to be there And I know exactly What airline I'm flying on too. <laughs> Go
0: ahead But bro. I'm, I'm going
1: to keep I'm going to keep that a secret
0: Go ahead bro we will be there
1: But yes That is like That is super dope Because we often tell our listeners Like the importance Of speaking life into things mm-hmm. And writing things down And you know The power of repetition whether that's good or bad, you know, you can bring whatever you want to into your life. But I want to go back to specifically what you said, three rejection letters. That's yeah. what I was going to go to. I was going to say the same thing. And the persistence. And I think, I, be- I, I believe in God, and I believe that a complete faith requires, first and foremost, the belief. And but then it, it also requires the, the action. Uh, and three times she said, they said no, and she didn't stop and right. it happened the way she saw it at 4:38 in the morning with the selfie and everything like i think people really need to to grasp that moment and take that in on the the power of persistence the power of repetition the power of manifestation the power of being intentional like she literally manifested exactly what she saw in her dream so if you don't believe you need to believe it now and you probably just need to start pulling out your pencil Your notepad, whatever you want to bring into your life, constantly find your time to speak it into existence. And I I can speak on that as well because I actually started on November 25th of this year uh, video recording my affirmations because I believe my purpose is to change this country and this world. And I believe that. You know, along with Kevin, our partner, Danielle Jeffers, we're going to impact 10 billion lives by the year 2030. And I speak life into that every day. But also in my video, I make sure that I speak on whatever I produced or consumed in that day that's going to allow me to impact those many lives. So, yes, that that is I'm glad you said that the way that you did. And the rejection piece was heavy. But like you said, the grind don't stop. Right. Oh,
2: absolutely.
1: Faith that works is dead
2: not faith without works is dead. And then you also just like, you know, gotta be mindful that like sometimes uh, everything that we want doesn't happen the way that we want it to, or Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it takes for those rejections for better opportunities to come about, you know? Like Mm -hmm. I think that what was exciting about the Michelle Obama thing is, one, I think that she was way more exciting than Barack. And like I said, it was who I wanted from the beginning. Um, but the class wanted Barack. But uh it was what I had already like kind of like envisioned. But then like I went to like an event while I was at Yale and she came to Connecticut to speak and she remembered my name. And I just like <laughs> will never forget that kind of moment. Like, you know, where she's like, Nicole, and then she gave me a hug and I'm like, This lady remembered my name, you know, and this, it's, you, I just, you, whatever, is on your mind, whatever's on your heart, uh, mm-hmm. as you all stated write it down, because writing things down, uh, is like a great way of like making it happen, but also those affirmations and speaking that into the universe, you know, so often we keep things in our mind and that doesn't go anywhere. You have to like make everything in action. And a piece of that is saying what you have to say or creating that vision board and looking at your vision board every day.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Cause even going back to the scripture, it talks about how our thoughts are not his thoughts and our ways are not his ways. And also God does exceedingly and abundantly. So just tying that thing in, like, you know, whatever your big is, God will always do 10 times bigger than that. Right. But it's our job to be able to be able to write down what our vision is. Yeah. And he's going to guide our steps along the way, as long as you continue to say, submit it to him.
0: And so, times it by 10. Like
1: <laughs> Yes. Exceedingly I, like and abundantly.
2: That was in my reading this morning where, and I like jotted down, like God's going to exceed your expectations. Exactly. If you want it, you know, I want my business to... Like, for me, I want my business to to connect 20,000 people to jobs, and I may connect 20 million people to jobs. Like, exactly. You know, and, you know, it's just thinking, like, you know, and trusting God will always do what's best for you as long as you have, like, that type of faith. That helps me out a lot. Right. So.
0: I mean, that's, that's absolutely how it is. I mean, it's just you know, you just got to keep, you know, being adaptable too. Like I just, my quick little example was like, Hey, and I was uh, doing photography in school and I was like, Hey, I want to go on tour with the, like with the artists, you know, and then do music concerts and all that. And I was like, okay, I want to go on tour. That was my goal. I kept speaking in existence. And the next thing you know, I'm on tour, but doing a school supply giveaway. And I was like, wow like you know it's just like how still going on tour that concept of on tour and like that's what i wanted but that's not what ha- that's not what god had in place for me to do and then i was like wow that's that's just big because i kept pushing for it but was like, hey let's go on tour but let's give away school so like uh school supplies school supplies so it's like that's just one of those instances and
2: it it's so impactful it's so impactful, like the lives that you were able to touch and then also being able to capture it as well, you know.
0: Exactly. And mm-hmm. It was it was just, I mean, it's just one of those things like yo, know, that faith and whatever you put your mind to with that faith, is just the, the possibilities are endless. And it, you know, God just has it set set in stone already. And you know, you know, the quote you know, what's what's yours is yours. Is that, you know, now it's time to put in the work in the faith.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that one of my favorite little Megan the Stallion line is uh, when she talks about like competition. What did she say? Uh, whatever. Uh-huh. But she was like, uh, like you know, basically no one can compete with her. And I, I listened to that line. It's in real or I hate perfection. I think coming to mind. I think because I'm trying to be conservative and and not be all ratchet and stuff.
1: Uh, Listen, this is the culture podcast. Come on now. Look, this is the second time. I'm not going to bring up the first time where you messed up a lyric, but this is the second time. We'll give you We'll give you a couple you seconds to what? look at Rap Genius you know, if you need to. You know
2: what's funny? Um, my, my friends talk about how oftentimes I don't know the lyrics to songs, and I literally make it up. And one day someone recorded me and I was like, wow, I really do say whatever comes to my own mind. That's
1: all right. <laughs> yeah. that you all right. That you Sometimes up. you got to hum it out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. but no, for real, for real. You can't compare yourself to other people. You got to just do what you got to do for you because what's for you is always going to be for you. And there's no competition. Mm-hmm. What was she saying somewhere? I don't know where she says it. Whatever. It's okay.
0: We'll put it in the description of the podcast. There you go. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you just saw my Megan Thee Stallion.
1: We got so, some
0: challenges.
1: Yes, the favorite part of podcasts. I will deliver the first challenge. Uh, let's see. Let's see. The first challenge for me would be to connect with people via social media. That is actually how Nicole and I met. It was during the In My Bag tour. Um, I was on Instagram Live one night just rapping with people, and we actually had a very, very amazing and engaging conversation. Uh, And we are very grateful for you to be on our podcast. And just like we said in the beginning, we salute all the amazing accomplishments thus far and also everything that you are going to achieve in the future. But, yes, reach out to people via social media. Do not be afraid to contact them. If you need any tips on how to reach out, uh, I can definitely shoot you those, but that is key. You never know how people are gonna change your life. And like energy attracts like energy. So we are very grateful to be able to have someone of of Nicole's regard on our podcast. So yeah, send those DMs.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: somebody, Man. somebody gotta tell the truth.
0: <laughs> hey, no, nah, I, mean, nah, I mean the thing is social media has I think social media is looked at in a bad way. I mean, just, just because some people use it for the wrong thing, but it's like social media is a tool. Like, that is, a, I think it's one of the tools that I think we take for granted. Like, it's, it's I've been able to my make... my life this
1: year. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I
0: mean, that's how I got started photography. Like, my, my my first little business venture was like, hey, can I come shoot for you at this club? And next thing you know, I'm shooting for Toy Lane. So I'm that's like, all like. Right. That part uh, it's, it, it's, it's like that is that crazy. And I mean and then that's the, the persistence. Like you might get a no, you might, you know, it might not be the, the right one the first time, but it's it's there, it's out there. I guess let me let me go ahead with my with my goal. Um I wanna challenge people to start a goal before the new year. Like going to that goal, like starting now and like you know, the week before the New Year's, like I, 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 I challenge myself to start a goal before the New Year, so I can take it from twenty nineteen into twenty twenty. Um, I think that's that's going to be my goal for for me, and I challenge the listeners to kind of just have a, a small goal that they just carries on to the New Year.
1: And miss thirty under thirty.
2: Okay, my challenge. Is for everyone before the new year um, to sit down and set monthly goals. Um, so, what you want to do in January, February month, it, you know, etc. All of those months. Um, create weekly goals at the top of your week. So, what do you want to accomplish this week? If you're a business owner and you do like you have an e-commerce business, you know, how much money are you trying to make? Like, you know, for the week. And then from there, when you do that, um, create how you're going to make that happen. So if you say, I want to sell $5,000 or $10,000 in product this week, how many T-shirts do you need to sell? How many you know, mm-hmm. buttons do you need to sell? Set those kind of goals up, and then from there, decide how you're going to make that actually happen. So if you say, I'm going to sell 100 hoodies, okay... Who are you targeting to buy those hundred hoodies, you know, and how aggressive are you in your marketing? So uh, I think that like, you know, creating those kind of like weekly plans, but then also planning monthly and do that for the whole entire 2020 and then reflect on like, you know, at the end of the year, like what comes of that, you know, like how successful were you in accomplishing your goals? Um, did you accomplish them? How what could you have changed? Did you get better at it? Um, those are the kinds of things I think about towards the end of the year. Just how can I be a better version of twenty nineteen and twenty
1: twenty? Mm-hmm. I love it. So thorough. So yeah. thorough. I love it. I People love this podcast. That's the
2: Virgo. That's the Virgo with <laughs> me. Okay. Okay. The 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 line is from that song with Gucci Mane, and <laughs> the,
1: <laughs> she brought it back. She is dedicated. A real one. <laughs>
2: I I had to be thorough. It's called Big Moody. Okay. One of my, I never met a person I felt like I had to compete with, like, and I just thought, I'm like, yes, that's that's the way we should all be thinking. Like, no one we should have to compete with. And when you're challenging yourself, the only person you should be challenging is you. And when you do the challenge that I mentioned, like, really take that to heart. Compete with yourself every week and set those standards up and manifest what you need and go after it. I
0: know y'all probably, like, you talk too much. No, nope, um, not at all. We love the facts. I already know people don't love this just because I, this is the, the, the kind of content we like. Right? And this is it's very informative. I mean, for me, like, I know there's points that I can take from this. is like, that we all are able to learn off each other. And I, I think this is one of those great podcasts that's like, hey, you know, you can definitely, you know, learn from.
1: So... Absolutely. And of course, again, we just want to thank you, Miss Nicole, for joining us. We look forward to your prospering of the rest of this year and, of course, in 2020 and beyond. Uh, yes, please hold our tickets for Wakanda or whatever you're going to call it. We will be there, front
0: row. <laughs> Whether it's and my boat or plane or my PJ, you know. Whatever.
2: Uh,
1: whatever. What
2: but if, yes. That'd be nice.
1: yes thank you again and of course we can't leave without saying this because it's very important because just having lady movers and shakers on this podcast this month and also all the fellas that are listening to as well please don't look any further look in the mirror and understand that we are exactly Exactly. who we've been waiting waiting for We'll catch you on the next episode peace
2: bye bye all my friends i love Bye Jasmine, bye Rachel, Bye, Z. To them white
0: folks. My procedures stay crackin' till my lights low. Then when I die, blue brag around my right folk. Hundred thousand in my coffin, that's just light though. Play a Stevie Wonder song, smoke some flight, bro. Crack a pint of act, the board and some sprite, bro. But till that day, I'm walking toward what's in my sights though, cause all I see is ocean views.